Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. And now a reading from the book of Revelation. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who is seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he says, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. Okay, so it happened. Easter 2021 happened just last week. We proclaimed he is risen. We sang Jesus Christ is risen today with all of the alleluias. So do you feel different? Do you feel it? Do you feel transformed? If you watched the Village Church Daily Devotional on Holy Saturday, the Saturday before Easter Sunday, I asked listeners if they were ready. Ready for God to transform every molecule of this whole world into God's new creation, God's new heaven and new earth. I heard from many of you that day that you hoped you were ready. Now we are a week out, and I wonder, do you still feel that same energy, the palpable energy, the anticipation, the hope that this year will be different? This year, you will see how God turned us into God's new creations. This year, humanity will be different. This year, I will be different. This, this is the year that we will live as if there is no more mourning and no more crying. This year will be the end to poverty, to racism, to polemic political speech, and death will really be no more? Is this that year? These are questions that Christians from the very beginning have wrestled with. 
So they would celebrate Christ rising from the grave, and new believers would get baptized into the faith on Easter Sunday. Since around the third century, the week after Easter is the week that new believers to the Christian faith would attend church every day, and each day they would worship pray, sing, and perhaps most importantly, would learn how to live as Christ's new creations. In addition, those were, who were, I don't know, more mature in their faith, we'll say, would also attend and get a refresher on how to live as Christians. It's a powerful energy of being a new creation. And it's this energy that would permeate the Christian community, charging it with the certain knowledge that if God can rise Christ from the grave, then sure enough, sure enough, God can and would change this world and each individual into God's new creation. But you see, just as for those third century Christians and every Christian since then, including us today, God's transforming the new Christians was not like showing up for four-year-old soccer practice when at the end of the season, everyone gets the participation trophy. No, this type of transformation was from the core of one's being, the fabric of one's own understanding of themselves and their worldview was changing. God was transforming them into ones who understood that the truth is that God can and does resurrect Jesus Christ. And therefore, the powers of oppression that restrict us in this world can and will be overturned. The end of the book of Revelation is not talking about God's new heaven and new earth coming without long, hard-fought heartbreak and world-changing work. You see, we are not just Easter Sunday people living in a perpetual Easter Sunday. We are also the people who know good and well Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. We know, we know that God can use betrayal, can use sleeping disciples, and even an instrument of death to change the world into God's new creation. You might be wondering, but how can you be so certain? You too hear the news of mass shootings happening. You hear the ways the earth is being scarred. You're right, I'm a pastor of pastoral care, 
And you know what? You too have told me about your deepest heartbreaks. So you might be wondering, how on earth can I stand here and tell you that God still resurrects and that God can and does conquer the power of sin and also has the last word on death? You see, I have stood face to face with the deepest heartbreaks of this world. In fact, I have stood with some of you in those deep heartbreaks. A pastor friend of mine told me a story from this past summer. This was the height of the Black Lives Matter protests from this last summer. A church member called her to inform her that her own support and the church's support of the Black Lives Matter movement was causing that church member both anger and confusion. So the pastor and the church member agreed to meet in person Socially distanced, of course. What, ap- what happened over not just one, but three consecutive con- conversations was a true transformation. You see, it was through thoughtful, honest, and vulnerable discussions that these two were able to discuss not just the issue of race and racism in the world, but also the helpful and hurtful responses of the past, and even potential ways to participate in anti-racism work in real and authentic ways in their own community. These conversations transformed both the pastor and the church member and even their community into God's new creations. The earth itself can also be continually transformed into God's new earth as well. Author Amy Strauss gives us a glimpse of this. She, along with hundreds of thousands of permaculture practitioners worldwide, are transforming their tiny plots of suburban land into one that produces more than it consumes. So she turned her 10th acre suburban lawn into a fruit and vegetable producing microfarm that supplied enough food to incorporate into half of her family's meals, changing not just her own front yard into a fertile food producing farm, she began to reduce her use of pesticides, reduce food waste, and even trips to the grocery store. And in turn, she increased the microbial life of her soil, the soil tilled, and even attracted diverse pollinators to her yard. And perhaps 
most importantly, supplied fresh fruits and vegetables to her table and to the tables of her neighbors. With each turn of the compost and with each turn of the season, her land is one step closer to the abundance found in God's new earth. Another story ringing in my head for this sermon is the story of Vanessa. And you see, this story is one that shows us where sometimes God's creation does not turn out the exact way we expect. I met Vanessa in her ICU room, room A7 in Austin, Texas. She never knew me as, as a chaplain or as a person, at least the way that you and I know each other. When I met her, she had been released from jail just one day prior. And she decided to have just one dose of of drugs. And she did it, she overdosed. What she didn't know is that if you have been at all clean, then you can't use the same dose you have used before. You must start with a smaller dose. So that ICU room, she had a tube breathing for her and a cap on her head that measured every single electrical pulse that came from her brain. Her family came into that room and and they just kept telling me her story over and over and over again of how well she had done in jail. She had really turned her life around. She'd really cleaned up her act that this was not fair and they were praying for a miracle. And then it happened. All the tests of many days came in. And this was not going to be the miracle where Vanessa walked out of that ICU room. So her family called the family priest. Fifteen of us crowded in that teeny ICU room while the priest prayed, anointed, and reminded Vanessa and all of us standing there, that the transformation into God's new creation does not always look like the way we want it to look. Sometimes it looks like God standing at a bedside saying, it's okay, come home, I love you, I've always loved you. Now you can be transformed. I've stood with many of you at death's grave, saying in the face of death itself the same alleluias that we sing about on Easter. Even at the grave, we sing our song, alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. 
It's not easy to proclaim the transformation of Easter in the face of the grave of Good Friday. Yet becoming God's new creation is no easy task. You all know this story too. But what we know deep in our bones and what we proclaim year after year and Sunday after Sunday is that it is God who is doing the transforming work. God is the one who raised Jesus from the grave. God really is at work in this world. So what does transformation into God's new creation look like for you? What does it look like in your world? What are you desperately needing God to transform? Perhaps it's a diagnosis, a relationship that desperately needs to find a new path. Or maybe your kid Your kid is taking your heart to deep and terrifying places. Where is it that God needs to step in and transform this earth into a new creation? Where do you see Good Friday looking for Easter Sunday? Where is it that God is creating a new creation in your life, in this world, and in this community? So the work that is ours to do this day, this Easter season, is to point out to each other all the places that God is transforming this world and this earth into God's new creation. We get to testify to each other, just like I have done with you today, all the ways that God is transforming each of us into God's new heaven and new earth. And God sends us out from this moment right here to tell the good news that Jesus Christ is risen and our whole worldview has changed because of it. Hope truly abounds. God can and does transform even the darkest places of this world into God's new heaven and new earth. So just in case you missed it, Alleluia, Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia and Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org and we invite you to join us again next week.